Let's do this. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Megan. We're going to be talking about the whole movie in this episode, spilling all the tea. So if you haven't seen the movie, put us on pause, go and watch it, and come on back here. All right, on to the episode. Hi, it's Megan. And Kimberly. And you've entered room 237. Mm-hmm. What are we doing today? We are doing The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Fun. Fanfare. Fun. You're such a bitch. <laughs> This movie was great, guys. I, I get the impression it. you didn't really like this movie that much. Nope, it was two hours of metal screaming and court trial. It was like John Grisham and Metallica. <laughs> That's a really good description of this movie. <laughs> two things I really love, but damn. Together, it's <laughs> yeah, weird. It's, together, it's a, a weird. Little, yeah. yeah. I actually really enjoy this movie, so I feel kind of like, but. We'll get into it. We will. So, (laughs) some fun facts, of course. Emily Rose was released on September 9th of 2005. It has a runtime of one hour and 59 non-eventful minutes. Wow, they just give it that one more minute. I know, that's what I was thinking. Just one. Make it even two. Make it a two-hour. But. Extra. (laughs) It was directed by Scott Derrickson. What does he do? I've never heard of him. I don't know. You know, when I was doing this, I almost was like, what else has he done? But then it was really late. So... (laughs) Okay. I'm going to excuse it. You're going to excuse mm. it? It stars Laura Linney, and she is uh, Aaron Brunner, and she was in Ozark, mm. and she's excellent in. Yeah. I don't want to see in the first season. Oh, God. It's so good. It's, it's just, it's real intense. It's you know, so it's like, intense. It's one of those, like, j- dark dramas that, you know, I just can't get into all the time. You know, I, I love have to be in the mood. Drama. I like it. I just have to be in the mood, and I just, I'm rarely in the mood, I guess. <sighs> Finish it whatever so anyway ozark she was in like the big money scene. laundering you know it's just so boring <laughs> i love you know i hate mob <laughs> shit marty bird is so amazing i do love some jason bateman mm-hmm. i will say that he's great he really is um so laura lenny was in ozark the big c and love actually Ooh, christmas movie which i've never seen so cute um tom wilkinson tom wilkinson he was father more and he was in the grand budapest hotel the Full Monty and Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. We've got Campbell Scott, who plays Ethan Thomas, who was in House of Cards, Blacklist, and um, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay, okay. I don't. House of Cards is really excellent as well. I don't recall him from any of those things, but I have seen every episode of House of Cards except after him? I found out Kevin Spacey was a right, pedophile. I stopped, I stopped I found watching out he was a pedo, Yeah, so I was like, I'm out. <laughs> so, I'm not. I'm not participating in this mm-hmm. um so we've got jennifer carpenter who's emily rose and she was in dexter <laughs> what, what? <laughs> quarantine um the movie not just life uh, <laughs> and the good wife so okay. rotten tomatoes has <laughs> this rated with a tomato meter score of 44 percent oh, that seems low but it's a little low um i was expecting lower so i was expecting higher i was actually kind of shocked when i saw that oh what what I like this movie. <laughs> I 
little fun facts about the uh, the movie. So to prepare for this role, Jennifer Carpenter, who's Emily Rose, she spent hours in a room full of mirrors like to prepare. No, she thanks. was trying out different <laughs> body positions and facial expressions to see what was scariest. Did she like lose a bunch of weight? Because she's she very thin to. in this movie. And could you imagine like walking in on this bitch like in the mirror all like convulsing Chris Brown in, <laughs> in the mirror? Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, thanks. Mm-mm. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I walked into the wrong room. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do that Homer Simpson back out the just bushes. Slowly just. back out. So in real life, Laura Linney, Linney's TV was turning itself off and on in the middle of the night during production. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Also, Jennifer, she would wake up to her radio turning on in the middle of the night and it was always playing Pearl, <laughs> Pearl Jam's Alive. Well, I mean, who doesn't love Pearl Jam's Alive? I, every time I read it, it gets in my head. And so it'll be in my head. I'm still alive. (laughs) So this movie is based on a true story of Annalise Mitchell. I don't know if it's Michael Michael or Mitchell. I'm not German. I don't speak the German. So let's go. I really should have texted my dad before we recorded this. What should we do? Mitchell? No, I think we say Michael. Michael. All right. We'll go with the based on the true story of Annalise Michael. She was a young German woman who suffered a familiar fate to the fictional Emily Rose uh, in the 1970s. Yeah, and we'll talk about her all up in the bonus episode. Okay. All right, so this movie came out in 2005, so here is some 2005 fun facts. Hit us with it. Brad and Jen got divorced. He left her for Angie. What are you, Team Brad, Team, team Angie? I am 100% I mean, team, Jen, team Angie. Really, you're oh. so, you would be. <laughs> you, you know I love Angelina Jolie so much. God, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at Brad. She's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but she was in the wrong here. He was a married man. He's more in the wrong. I mean, yeah, I was about to say he it's was his in the fault. wrong. It's his fault for sure. But she knew he was married. It's like, like not like she could pull the I had no idea card. The whole fucking world knew he was married. <laughs> you were on people. Like, come on. Uh, comedian Mitch Hedberg died of a cocaine and heroin overdose. His death was formally announced on April Fool's Day, 2005, which led some people to think it was the April Fool's joke. Which this makes me so sad. Really, I really love Mitch yeah. Hedberg. He was so funny, oh man. Oh, my God. I still will occasionally mm. go on Spotify and listen to the playlist and just be crying <laughs> at my desk laughing. He's funny. It's. It, I was a sad. That was sad. It was. Both YouTube and Reddit were launched this year, which, you know, goodbye my productivity. Yeah. Hello, my long hours into the night watching stupid videos of <laughs> Hello, insomnia. Crazy stuff. The top song was We Belong Together. Mariah. Yeah. Times get rough. <laughs> the fashions. You ready? Let's hear They're it. terrible. They are. They're so terrible. Trucker hats. Juicy track suits. <laughs> That's Paris Hilton's fault. Both of those two uh, are her. And J-Lo. Yeah. The juicy track suit, Uggs, pearl snap Oof. shirts, and those stupid, like, live strong silicone bracelets yeah. that everybody had. I refused to live strong. I didn't have a live strong. No, because I wasn't living strong. I was living pretty <laughs> weak. <laughs> so that's about it. Also in 2005, I graduated from college. Did and you? I did. I was so, in my four-year hiatus from college <laughs> in 2005. The It makes me laugh because the night before graduation, I got stupid drunk. 
like Tisk. ridiculously Tisk. drunk. And so the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, shit. you walked, you went to, you had to go mm-hmm. to the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's early. Yeah. You got to get mm-hmm. all ready. And I remember throwing up over my apartment balcony Gross. and my dad was like, are you okay? Like, what's the matter? Did you try and claim it was a stomach bug? No, I just said, I'm just so nervous about walking across <laughs> the stage and I'm so nervous about graduation and it's all so much. He's like, oh, it's going to be okay. Blah, you're blah, stupid. blah. Like, you'll be all right. And I'm like, Ooh. Meanwhile, you're like, I'm dying inside. Meanwhile, literally dying. My college graduation, Rick Perry spoke. And my high Ooh. school graduation, George W. spoke. So I've kind of been plagued by Republicans <laughs> at every graduation I've ever had. It was really upsetting. Unlucky turn of events. Yeah. But, you know, I, I spent the whole time at graduation just texting people and playing games on my phone. I was like, I am not paying attention to this shit. Mm-hmm. But I walked because, you know, my dad works at SFA. And so it yeah. was nice to, he was there in his cap and gown, his PhD Aww. shit. Oh, Norm. Good old Norm. All right, let's do this movie. Let's do it. Okay, so the first two lines of my notes are, okay, here we go. Oh my God, it's two hours long. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, this is when I realized that I had two hours You're to like, go. all right, let's uh, get into this. I was like, God damn it. So it starts and we got a, a woman screaming. It's, right off the bat. Look, it's it's a black screen and screaming. It's not just screaming. I mean screaming. Screaming, Okay. Like blood curdling. Mm-hmm. It's loud and it is. Ooh, and it says, this film is based on a true story. And I'm like, okay. okay. Sure it is. Sure, Jan. She's like panting. And like, <laughs> I don't like the panting. And then we hear a girl cry, Emily. And this, the screaming content. It's just. It's a lot. It's already right like ratcheted right up to ear. 10. Mm-hmm. And I had headphones on. So I was like, oh, girl, let's turn the volume down on that. We see a barbed wire fence and there's blood dripping off of it. And then we get the title, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yep. And now we are at, we're at like a farm? Yeah, it's like this barren ass <laughs> country house. It, it looks, it's not somewhere I want to be. No, There's some ever. dead ass looking corn, some dead ass looking pumpkins. It's snowy, yeah, vaguely. Vaguely snowy, misty, dark. It's hella winter. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost hella winter it's hella winter a man walks up and he knocks on the door and he keeps knocking nobody comes and answers him i like how he tries to like look through this i know he's I'm like, like peep, peep. sir this this ain't your home glass window is like opaque now it's so fucking dirty what are you gonna see i don't think it's dirty i think it's just like a a yellow colored window <laughs> <laughs> but he steps off the porch oh, there's a lot going on here okay there's like we see the barn we see a bunch of fucking cats who frankly should not be outside in this weather a ton of them there's that creepy ass weather vane that's just circling around and then he turns and looks back at the house and he sees a big old beehive yeah and i'm like don't Candy be hibernating <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a little mashup i didn't that's funny but aren't bees like in the hive in the yeah, winter? I thought Why so. are they out? Fucking bees. Fucking candy bees. man. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> in the upper window upstairs, we see a guy look out the window and look down at this man. The man in the window is Father Moore. I'm just telling you that we don't know that yet, but he's but let's a just priest. Get it out there. Let's just get it out there. And finally, a lady opens the door and she's like, Oh, are you the medical examiner? She's very nonchalant. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you like think? Like, her this daughter is? did not just die. <laughs> three minutes ago it's mm. he's like yeah and he goes on in and so the fam is gathered at the table and they're all crying and shit and there's there's a bunch of little girls that i think this family only has daughters and there is a guy there this is emily's little buddy jason yeah, Herbay, i guess jason is dumb he's stu- oh, he's so cute jason is loyal he's beautiful but stupid as hell he's dumb but he's ride or die 
And so then we see Emily's dad kind of just staring into space, holding a, a creepy, super creepy doll. Busted face doll. Part of its face is missing. <laughs> like an eye, a full eye is missing. Nope. And I'm like, Annabelle, no, thank you. <laughs> we already saw like, you. No wonder this bitch was possessed with this doll. <laughs> no. So the mom leads the medical examiner upstairs, and he is met in the hallway by Father Moore, who's coming out of a room. And they don't talk. Mm-mm. They just kind of give each other the eyeball, and then yeah, Father Moore s- walks off. Yeah, he looks at him like, hmm, good luck in there. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not my problem, no more. And there, we see there's a cop in the room, and the medical guy walks in there, and the cop shuts the door. And so then later, uh, old medical examiner comes downstairs into the kitchen. He's like, look, oh. I hate it for you, Mr. Rose, but I cannot say this was a natural death. Definitely it not looks natural. Real suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, your daughter, like, ooh, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Something did not go right up there. Mm-hmm. And we see Father Moore staring out the window, and we hear a woman like kind of screaming. It's his memory, like a memory of yeah. a woman screaming. And the cop turns to him and he's like, Hey, Father Moore. You're going to have to come, come with me. me. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to arrest downtown. you. And now he gets arrested. So yes. now we're at the Popo station, the police, the police. And there's a bunch of reporters Paparazzi. everywhere. Psst, 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 psst. Mr. Moore, like, Mr. Moore. No, father. Father, sorry. Get it right. <laughs> father. father Moore. Father Moore. And he gets arrested. And now we're with the DA's office. There's like a little group of them at a table. Yeah. And they're having like a meeting to decide who's going to prosecute this this priest. Like it's a little sensitive. Like, mm, what are we going to do here? He's a priest. I don't want to make it and look so bad. Like, we need a Christian Christian. Yeah, they're like, we need a super Christian. Probably, I would prefer a Catholic if possible. And they're like, you know what? I don't know a Catholic, but I do know <laughs> a, Methodist. a Methodist. It's the same thing, basically. He goes to the church choir. He's and shit. super religious, so it'll work. So- Cool, cool. And his name is Ethan Thomas. And he's also super religious, but also a huge dick and really good pro- prosecuting. He is a dick. He's a huge he's dick. Such he's a like dick. the worst. God, I hated him. And that mustache. I just Ugh, want to rip it off his face. So do I. Ugh. So now we're at the bar. We spend several times at the bar with old Aaron. Apparently, this is this bar is like it's like a lawyer the, bar. Yeah, I guess. A, that's what I have, lawyer bar. Yeah, because it's nothing but suits in that it's bitch. Just, like if you're yeah. going to find you a, a sugar dad, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. Just like that Boheme, whatever bar, <laughs> Boheme 19s, whatever it's called. It's supposed to be you find a lot of uh, oh, like the rich, Brazier 19. Yeah, yeah. supposed to find a lot of rich dudes mm-hmm. there. Anyway. That's a little note if y'all want to go find you a rich man when the quarantine's over. Yeah. So we see a lady. This is Erin. And she has an empty martini glass in front of her. So clearly she's been there a minute. But she's also like making notes on something. So I guess she's working too. Yeah, she's working and drinking. And she looks over and she makes eye contact with this dude who's with a group of old men. Yeah, I didn't like them. They look old and gross. They were condescending. They were. So we hear that she's just got some guy named James Van Hopper off for murder. And the guy in the suit kind of waves her over. This is Carl, her boss. Yeah. And he's like, come over and I'm going to tell you about, oh my God, this, did you hear about Father Moore, this guy who just got arrested? It's crazy, right? And the archdiocese would love you to defend him because you just got James Van Hopper off, who was definitely a for real murderer. We thought he was going to fry. So, so. you got him off. Can you do the same for our priest here? One more time, girl. And they want you to make a priest so he doesn't have to go to trial because they don't want that embarrassment. And she's like, this sounds like a bad idea. I, this is a lose-lose. I don't want to participate in this. And she's orders another drink because that's what she do. My girl needs a drink. Okay. 
And Carl is like, listen, you do this and, you know, mm, maybe a little something, something. And she's You like, make it sound real sexual. I'm sorry, I did. Yeah, I don't know what that came from. Uh, you do this and I'll give you that dick. Uh. I mean, maybe he will. But in addition, he's just like, something might be in it for you. And she's like, I don't. Whatever you're talking about is bunk. I need a promotion. I need to be partner. I need to be a senior partner. My name on the door. Nothing less right do next for me. to yours. And he's like, mm, okay, fine, fine. Make it make a deal. If he won't do it, don't let him testify. Yes, he is crazy. We Under don't need no that. circumstance can Father Moore testify. She ordered a drink while she's talking to him on his tab, and then she leaves she without leaves. drinking it. I know. I was like, you stupid, stupid down girl. that bitch. It's just a martini. Right. Just chug Take it, it and, head go. and go. But she doesn't. Clearly, she did not go to SFA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves, and now she's at the jail visiting Father Moore in his cell, which I don't think really happens with a lawyer. No. Um, and they, they, they leave her unsupervised. Mm-hmm. They let her in at all times of the night. Like it's... They lock her in there with him, too, which he's in, like, I guess he's in county, not, like, in prison. Yeah. But there's like maybe four cells in this hallway of cells, and they're all empty but his, it seems like. It's, it's yeah, whatever. It's very Green Mile. It is. She it's all like very that? dark. She's always mm. storming through the corridor with her like her, lesbian power suits. She wears a lot of lesbian power I suits. I love them. I'm like, come on, Bat Porter Elward. <laughs> so he's laying there on his little cot, just kind of ignoring her. His hands thrown over his eyes, and he's a damsel <laughs> in an old movie about to be run over by a train. And she's like, hi, um, hello. Good morning. I'm Aaron Bruner. Do you want to talk to me or what? And he's like, okay, cool. I guess I was expecting them to send somebody. And he wants to know why she wanted the case. And she lies to him off the bat. And she's like, I chose it. I really wanted it. Which, girl, no, you didn't. But okay. And she's like, look, I took it so I could make senior partner. So Truth be told. And he goes, okay, well, are you Catholic? And she's like, nah. And he's like, you know what? I don't think you're the one. <laughs> I'm going to take that public defender that they I'm offered fine. me. Yeah, I'm fine with my public guy. You can leave. And she said, listen, you're going to be stuck in jail if you, for the whole trial, if you have a public defender, I can get you bail and this and that, or I can get you a deal. And he's like, I don't want a deal. You know, and she goes, okay, what, what's your concern that you don't want me? And he says, look, I just want to tell Emily's story. That's I want it. to tell what happened. I want to tell why it happened. I want her story out there. I want you to promise to let me testify, and then I'll let you be my lawyer. And she's like, yeah, okay. All right. Like, okay. as long as you tell the truth. As long as you let me do whatever I need to do to win, which sounds shady as hell. It does. I'm like, girl, what Don't do you need somebody? to do? Right? Like, what is happening here? But now, <laughs> this now Aaron is at Emily's parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward as hell. There are fucking cats everywhere. Everywhere. Eleven of them. This is my nightmare. This house is my nightmare come to life. Just, you know there is cat hair everywhere. Everywhere. Like, my eyes just started watering just reading this over again. My one eye swelled up just watching (laughs) this. And I broke out in hives. It's not cool. I like how Aaron's mom is all like, oh, like, sorry, this house isn't as fancy as you're probably used to, big city girl. She's very, yeah. She's she's so country. She's very country. But mom tells Aaron that Emily wanted to be a teacher and that's why she went to university. And Aaron's like, there's a lot of cats here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she doesn't even try to hide the fact that there's a lot of cats. And mom is like, yeah, there's 11. I think. Maybe more. Maybe. (laughs) Could be 13, 14. Emily just kept bringing them home. And I'm like, you could have said Why? no. Yeah, you're the mom. Tell her to get Ma'am. that shit out of the house. So Aaron asked if Emily was happy. And mom's like, yes, she was. And then we get a flashback. Mm-hmm. 
And so we flash back to Emily and her sisters, and they're all like jumping around in Emily's room this screaming. This flashback, so you know, I, I hadn't seen this movie before. I thought you saw it once. Or I saw it once a long, a long, time long, long time ago. Um, but it was, I think I saw it before Dexter. Mm. I had seen Dexter. But anyway, like, they do this flashback, and I see her, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's Deborah Morgan. And I got so excited, because I thought, like, she was going to be better in it, but. Wow. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. She's actually really great. Like, she's good. She she's does a lot really of work good. in this movie. I just okay? wanted her to be Deborah. Well, she's not. I don't, know. I don't watch Dexter, so I don't care about that. Lame. So they're all jumping in around, screaming. Mom comes up and she's like, what the hell is going on up here? Y'all are super loud. And Emily's like, look, I got this scholarship to university. They're going to pay for everything. Isn't that cool? Woo. And mom's like, this is your dream. You're going to leave us. Yeah. It got real. Like, where? where is this taking place? <laughs> We never know where they are no in the country. No one knows. It's very rainy wherever it is. It's also cold, so it's got to be up north. I so I read that the director intentionally like didn't he, want you. Yeah, to know. didn't want you to know. A I mean, place I believe or that. a time or. I believe that, but it's very. Her sh- mom has a bit of a twang. So, yeah. Like, are y'all in Minnesota? Like, what is happening? It's desolate as fuck wherever they are. Rural. Yeah. Rural. And this family is way too close. But it's rural, but also there's a city close because. Yeah, because he was taking the father. He's in the, father more lives in the city, wherever that is. I don't understand where, where they are. I have no idea. It could be Illinois because Illinois is a real farmy when you get out of Chicago. Yeah, that's when people Flat are like, and farmy. Oh, I'm from Chicago. And I'm like, oh, like where? And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm like from this. I'm like, nah. And you're like, you nah, girl. No. That's farmland. But, you know, Emily's like, mom, I'm going to be okay. And mom goes to show dad the scholarship stuff. So now we're back with Erin. She's at the bar again. again. And Ethan Thomas walks up to her and he's like, so the judge wanted me to give you a plea deal, a plea agreement. I'm going to offer it to you. Here we go. And he's like, Father Moore really should have known better because he's a man of God. But you should have him accept this agreement. Here's what it is. He pleads guilty to reckless endangerment and he does 12 months in county. He'll probably get reduced to six mm-hmm. if he can stay out of trouble, which I think which he I probably think he can because he's a fucking priest. Right. <laughs> and she's like... No, we aren't going to take that agreement. He was not neglectful of Emily. So there you go. (laughs) And he's and Ethan is like, have you seen the postmortem photos, girl? They are damn. Yeah. Like, whoo. And she kind of has a face on like, oh, no, I have not seen those yet. She's not. She's not. She's not going to break. No. She's like, cool. I guess we're going to trial. He's like, I Mm. guess you will. (laughs) I would just like to side note here and say that I hate her hair in this fucking movie. (laughs) The like feathering that's happening in it. Why does it look like greasy? Like she's got hair wax in it the whole time. There's a lot going on with the hair. Fucking 2005, man. So we see some notes that Erin is taking and there's a sticky note on her notes and it says Gambutrol side effects? Question mark. So obviously that's important, but we don't find out till later what that means. But she's up late and she's working on her case. And I like how finally she's in like, her no. nice ass apartment. It's so nice. I'm like, okay, city line. I okay. see you. She's got some wine. Yeah. She's living it up. She's like my dream, except for like the late night work. And yeah, I would not be working late. Yeah. You're going to catch me working past time to be off. I mean, I'll work late, but like. Yeah. Once four o'clock hits, I'm like, I'm done here. <laughs> Click. <laughs> my anxiety, the way my anxiety is set up to be a lawyer. Nah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So later she's sleeping in bed and we see a close up on her watch and it stops at 3 a.m. exactly. She must be lonely. (laughs) Thanks, Matchbox. (laughs) You're welcome. So now the trial has started. We're at trial. First day. And Ethan gives up and he gives his opening. And Aaron, at this point, while he's talking, notices that her little watch has stopped. Yeah. 
gives it the tap tap. I'm like, girl, that's not going to help. It's broken. The battery is dead. Also pay attention. Right. <laughs> but Ethan tells the jury that Emily had a medical condition and she wasn't capable of caring for herself. And I'd like to stop right here and say epilepsy, you can care for yourself. So what the yeah. fuck are we talking about? Because they're going to say she has epilepsy yes. and that's what her problem is. And her care was entrusted to Father Moore, who betrayed that trust because he let her fucking die. Yeah, pretty much. That was his opening That's statement. Blah, 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 basically, blah. Basically, Father Moore gave this girl an exorcism, exorcism, and that shit killed her. So they pan into the jury, and I'm like, if I were a jury member on this case, I would have been so fucking pumped. I was going to ask you, could you be on this jury? Absolutely. Look, we'll talk about it at the end because I have feelings. First of all... I would not have been picked for this jury. No, because they would have been like, what are your thoughts on exorcism? Like, fucking love them. They're like, nope. <laughs> Ma'am. Not her. <laughs> not the creepy bitch. No, like, can I, I see the pictures? No, they would, the have, pictures? they would have asked them question in the little whatever. It's, I can't forget what they, they call that when they're selecting the jury. But you know my face would have just been like, ugh. And they would be like, not that girl with the face. Not she the is not the one. Like, well, do I still get to see the pictures if I'm not selected? I would like to look at the photos, please. <laughs> Just to make sure I need to be on this jury. <laughs> but at this point, he does hold up a picture of Emily. And this is her, like, headshot looking all cute in her mm-hmm. school uniform or whatever. Look at this before picture. This is her. Then, and then he holds up that Ooh. death photo. And I'm like, ooh, Emily, girl. girl. And she is looking. Like, the jury gasps. They do. They're like, <gasps> oh. And he's, like, all dramatic with it. He's, like, panning it across. She's slowly. all bruised up. And, like, she's missing teeth. And, and her lips are chapped. So chapped. I'm like, girl, you need a lip. Like an ointment. Bees. Or, yeah, she, she's beyond birth. No, she, she needs birth, treatment. She needs some Carmex. Some Carmex. <laughs> That's the only thing that can help her now. She needs also, like, a exfoliant. <laughs> And then he says she was 19 when she died. She's really young. So Erin gets up and she's like, I'm going to hold off on my opening until I present my case. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. And she sits down. So now we see a doctor on the stand that this is the prosecution's case. They're bringing up a whole shit ton of doctors. Yeah. And the doctor, this is a woman. She treated Emily growing up. Yeah. This is her, like, family physician. And she's like, Emily was super pumped to go to college. Like... She wrote me a letter, and I'm like, what time period is this? (laughs) Because I had a cell phone in 2005, didn't we? email, right? Yeah. Oh, this is a handwritten letter. And who the fuck is writing, like, their child? Their random doctor? I don't talk to my random doctor. (laughs) Me either. It's so weird. Whatever. But Emily told her in this letter that she'd been to a dance, and she'd met a boy boy? named Jason. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want her mom to know about that shit, because her mom does not like dances. Mm, Calm down, Footloose. I'm like, I thought that Catholics could dance, and just Baptists couldn't dance. This family, though. (laughs) They're super. They're conservative, I'll say. So the doctor's like, look, Emily's mom called me one night. It was four in the morning. It woke me up, which was rude. She's kind of pissed about yeah, it. She is. She's still harboring on. <laughs> right? to this. She's like, like, I had some I good was, ass sleep. I was sleeping, and that bitch woke me up. But she's like, she asked me to give Emily a call on a payphone at school. And we see Emily kind of like frantically pacing around in front of this, like dancing around in front of this payphone, like <laughs> waiting. panting, waiting for the call. She does a lot of panting in this film. There's so much panting. You know I hate it. I know you do. I also hate the word panting. Panting. And that I have to keep saying it for this. So the phone rings, and she picks up, and then she just, like, scream sobs into the phone. (laughs) Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm like, bitch, like, it's 4 a.m. Either use your words or get off the phone. You were expecting this call. Why are you (laughs) acting all cray like this? 
And the doctor's like, look, when she finally calmed down, she told me what happened. And here's what happened. And we see this. Yeah, it's like a flashback. There's lots of flashbacks. There's a lot. Basically, the whole movie is a flashback when Emily's there because the bitch is dead. Yes. True. I shouldn't say bitch. This poor little the girl woman is, dead. is dead. This poor little girl's dead. So Emily was alone in her dorm room because her roommate was gone for the weekend yeah. or whatever. And she woke up. It's 3 a.m. exactly. And we see her pop open her little eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry. It's 3 a.m. and she really was lonely because her roommate was She gone. was. And Jason wasn't there. But she smelled something burning. So she gets up and she goes out in the hallway and like no fire alarm or smoke alarm thing is going off. And she's like, that's weird. And she kind of walks out of her room, which she would not catch me doing. Not without any shoes on. Yeah, completely barefoot in her gown. By the way, she's had this payphone in her gown, too. Like, yes. straight up nightgown, no bra. She doesn't see anything weird, but she walks down the hallway a ways, away from her room. And then we get a jump scare because the door behind her slams. Like, the outside door, not mm-hmm. her room door. And it scares her. She's kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just the door. And she goes over and shuts it so it stops banging because it's banging open and closed. And she goes back in her room and she gets into bed and she closes her little eyeballs like she's going to go to sleep. And then she hears this weird noise. Like she has a little, one of the, what are those things called? A little basket thing holding pins. Like a little pin holder. Yeah, like a little, little pin pin basket thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I have, there's a word I can't remember. Caddy? Whatever. Whatevs. My notes say. It's little mesh. My notes say this little basket holding the pin. little basket. It starts to shake and move. And she opens her eyes and watches it shake its little self off the desk and fall onto the floor. Uh-oh. And she's like, that's, that's super weird. creepy. And she sits up and the covers slowly get pulled off of her off the end of the bed. Like they didn't just, she didn't push them off. They get no, intentionally like pulled someone by is a like ghost. pulling them. Yeah. And then we hear like the wood creaking and we see a depression in the bed. Like something's getting on top of her on the bed and she's, Starts to like gasp and cry and scream. And then she's like slammed back onto her Roasted bed. Roasted backwards. And pressed into the mattress. And she starts to look like she's choking. Like she kind of pops her hands on her neck like oh, I'm choking. And then she starts to move her arms around weird like she's finding something <laughs> off. It's weird. And then her arms get pinned down and she's moving her head and crying. And then the pressure releases and she falls off the bed screaming and runs she's out the room. shit. And that's when she heads to the payphone. Yes. At that point. So this is what happened to make her call her mom to have her mom call the doctor. Right. Now we're back at trial. Yes. Okay. And we got a new doctor on the stand. And he. The university doctor. He's the university. He's a dick. He All is. these doctors All, are dicks. Yeah. And he tells Ethan that he initially thought Emily was high on some drugs. But. Some LSD. We couldn't find anything in her system. So we had to look at something else. And then we thought, you know what? She probably has epilepsy. It's not drugs, so it has to be epilepsy. And we see Emily having... So we see her back in her dorm room in her bed, and now she's having what looks like a grand mal seizure. Her eyes are rolled back in her head. Her hands are, like, stiff and moving around. Which, if you've seen, like, I don't know, they they love to give fake seizure things on TV. This not what they really look like, but okay. Yes. And like, I've never seen anyone's head. Like, her head met the middle of her back. Right. So like, that's <laughs> kind not, of not a That's seizure. not how it happens. I have had a seizure, and this is not what it looks like, but that's a different story. So Ethan asks if it's possible for somebody to have a seizure and feel and see the things that Emily described, and he's like, yeah, okay, sure. It's possible. <laughs> and he says, listen, I gave Emily an EEG, and we found a possible epileptic focus like in her brain. a touch of epilepsy. Actually. Possibly. We're not really sure, but we're like, you know what? We're just going to give her that Gambutrol. <laughs> Which I Google. It's not a real it's drug. It's not a real drug. It's, it's made not. up for this movie. It is. 
But it's an anti-seizure yeah. drug in this movie. And he said, look, I also made her all these follow-up appointments and she never came. So I don't know what you want me to do here. Not I tried. One. I put her on some drugs and sent her on her way. <laughs> it's not my fault. And she did. She told him, I guess she didn't come to his appointments because she's like, my problem's a spiritual problem. It's yeah. not medical. So sorry about you. <laughs> and Father Moore suggested that I stop these medications. Right. So. And she stopped taking him toward the end, after the end of October. So what that means is sometime in November. Why don't you just say sometime in November? But And the doctor's like, I'm pretty sure that Father Moore killed her with his opinion that she stopped <laughs> taking that drug. He's like, yeah, that's my expert opinion. He killed and her. Erin is like, objection, rude. And the judge allows it, though. She's like, we're going to let that be in because he's an expert opinion. Mm-hmm. And then Erin gets up and she gives that cross exam. And she's like, look, <clears throat> about your diagnosis. Look, you said so. it was a possible epileptic focus, so it also could not have been an epileptic focus. And then Father Moore's advice would have been good because she should you shouldn't take Gambutrol if you don't have epilepsy. It could hurt you. Yep. And the doctor's like, I mean, okay, yeah, but she definitely had epilepsy. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, I know, girl. I'm old, too, so I obviously know everything. And she's like... And she goes, but she saw objects move on her own. Is that typical for epilepsy? And he's like... No. 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 <laughs> and she goes, could it have been psychosis? And he goes, okay, yeah, it could have. And so later, we're back in the jail again. And Aaron is back to see Father Moore in prison. And this time, she power walks in there with mm-hmm. the... And she hears some whispering in what my captions just say, foreign language. I'm pretty sure it's Latin, though. Like, I'm pretty 99% sure it's Latin. She looks, but there's nobody in, like, any of the other cells. So that's a little weird. A little creepy. A little something's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So Father Moore, she gets in his cell and he's like, listen, I need to tell you something. I probably should have told you this yeah. before. <laughs> I let you take this case. But, but um, anyway, here you go. There are like dark forces surrounding this trial, like demons. Dark ones, like demons. demons. and shit. Like, be careful. And she's like, <laughs> I don't believe in that. <laughs> so, so. Okay, cool. I'm agnostic and we only have an hour. <laughs> Can we so. stop with the bullshit and get on to, you know. Let's go. He's like, look, bitch, demons are real, even if you don't believe in that shit. And she's like, cool. We got better okay, things cool. to worry about. Now we have 58 minutes. So. <laughs> she's like, I need information on Emily's condition and how it progressed. I don't want to hear about demons tonight. I don't have time for it. And he's like, okay, well, she was sent to the hospital for testing the university hospital. And we see Emily in her university hospital. Flashback. And she's staring out the window. And it's storming and thundering. And pretty much it's storming and thundering the rest the of the rest movie. The rest of the time. The whole time. And she sees like a scary demon face in the clouds and she kind of cries out and falls onto the ground. And she's writhing around on the ground and screaming. She does a lot of writhing yeah, and screaming and the screaming whole movie. and knocking shit over. And then we see we're with Jason and he is talking to Aaron. They're kind of walking around chatting. On campus? I guess. It yeah, looks like Aaron's maybe on gone campus. to meet uh, Emily's to boo. Talk to him, see what his, you know, side of the story is. And he says, you know, Emily said that in her dorm room she could resist the demons but once she was in the hospital they just overcame her and Aaron's like so that's when the possession started and he's like yeah 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 I guess and Which, I'm like that I'm like you a hot dummy and <laughs> the dorm room was way more intense in the hospital so I'm like if you didn't get possessed there right <laughs> but she said she could resist it in her oh, dorm room okay that didn't look like resistance to me but she fought it off with those <laughs> weird arm movements <laughs> <laughs> so like, we, brush up, brush up, it's so stupid so now we're, we're with emily and she is walking you know it's raining but she's kind of in the covered area she's walking to class and i guess we're taking a test or something because everybody's just riding in 
the teacher's just kind of sitting there up front looking at his phone. It's not his phone. He's reading a book or something. He's not paying attention. So I guess they're taking the test. Emily, however, she's just sitting there like looking, looking out the window. All, like Ross from Friends. Looking like, all drugged hi. up. Hi. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, she didn't study. No. <laughs> she's not ready for this test. She may have needed an excuse, but. You could have gotten a doctor's note, I'm pretty sure, take the yeah. test a different day. But she's looking out the window and she hears kind of like breathing, like a voice breathing. And then a face appears in the condensation on the window. And it's that demon, demon face, face again. And she starts to freak out. And she's like, oh, uh. <laughs> she gasps, she cries. Look, it's dead quiet in this room. <laughs> the guy next to her kind of looks at her like, bitch, I'm trying to do my test here. Can you shut the fuck up? And she's trying to calm herself down. Like, you're fine. You're okay. You're okay. And she looks over at the guy again. And now his eyes go black. And then like. A bunch Weird. of black, like he, like he had on a lot of eyeliner and mascara, and then he got wet, and it just yeah. started to run down his face. And his mouth is open, too, like, I'm going to eat you. And she jumps up, and she's screaming, and she grabs her bag, just she does not get Bolts her jacket, out. and she leaves. And he, we see him again. He's normal looking, and he's like, what is going on? What happened? But she's running down the sidewalk outside, and she's frantic now. Yeah. Like, super frantic. Every person that she sees from demon here on face. Out, demon face. She sees demon somebody face. in the car, demon face. Some people on the sidewalk, demon face. So she runs, 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 and she gets to the chapel on campus. And while she runs into the chapel, Jason's just happened to be out there smoking with, with his buddies. buddies. And he's like, Emily? But she doesn't hear nah. him. She goes in. There's two old ladies praying in the chapel. They give her the demon face. She screams at them, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, mm, you know But what? the little old ladies have never run that fast, like, <laughs> in the last 20 years, because they bolted out that damn They're church. like, you know what? We're going to let you have this. I'll, pr- I'll come back later and pray. So they, they're running out as Jason is walking up. So he comes in to the chapel and we see Emily inside and we get a close up on her, like her eyes and they go like her pupils just dilate, dilate, dilate. And her eyes go full black, black. And she's standing in front of the altar and she reaches her hands out toward it. And then she starts grunting and like bending backwards. And I'm like, this girl can bend back yeah, far. Yeah, I was like, this That's is a lot the of core best muscle. limbo like partner you would ever have. Right? She's like, but all the way back. All the way back. Girl. And Jason is like, Emily, girl. <laughs> and she's like, <sighs> she's grunting and panting. Yes. And she goes, don't touch me. <laughs> And then she falls over and she's like, Jason, please don't, don't leave, leave me. Oh, God. The no, whining. It's too much. It's too if much. I was Jason, I'd be out. No. I would have dropped out of school and <laughs> like, left. Yikes. I got to leave. Oh, Emily? Don't touch me. Jason, please. Don't leave me. But he crawls over to her and he's like, we hear him tell Aaron that he never left her. He was with her till the end. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's the loyalty. Jason's ride or die. Super ride or die. I, she, I don't feel like she earned it. She no, was it would have been that him. voice for me. That don't touch me. And, I'm like, and right. like the demon eyes. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Okay. And, you know, the creepy limbo. <laughs> You're on your own that's here. That's a lot. Aaron is back at that lawyer bar drinking and we hear the news start talking about James Van Hopper and she's like, turn, can you turn it up? This is me. Can you turn this shit up? <laughs> <laughs> Except for it's bad. News yeah, it because is. apparently he has now murdered some new people mm. <laughs> and she's kind of looking guilty like, ooh, Ooh, 
my bad. So later that night, she's in bed sleeping, and we see the clock pop on to 3 a.m., and she wakes up. And she makes this weird face like she smells or hears something. I don't know. It, it's She smells something. I'll tell you right now. That's what it is. So she gets up, and she's walking her, down her super long hallway like we're in Annabelle again. Yep. I Without turning the use, light on. I swear they use the same set. Like, it's a long hallway. And she goes into the kitchen, and she looks up at the smoke detector, and it's not going anything. And she's like, that's weird. That's she's kind of smelling around the kitchen. Like, where is this smell coming from? And, you know, she turns on the light in the kitchen. Yep. And then it goes off. And we hear the clock on the wall stop ticking, too. Yes. But apparently this makes her thirsty. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's like, that's weird. I guess I'll get a glass of water. <laughs> Like, okay, what? Like, oh, the lights went out. Huh. Clock stopped. I hear I'm, burning. I'm just... I'm going to get a drink. drink. Thirsty tap water, too. <laughs> yeah. So then we hear the front door start creaking like it's opening. And she starts to set the water glass down on the counter, but it falls because she doesn't set it fully on there. And it's a glass glass. It's not like a plastic cup. No, it shatters. So it shatters. She's barefoot because she's been in bed, but she just easily walks over to the front door. That's cool. Doesn't seem to cut her feet up, which she would definitely do. And it's wide open. So she slams it. She locks it. She's looking out the peephole, but nothing's there. She's like, okay, this feels weird, but she doesn't see anything unusual. So she just goes back to bed. She has her little pillow. She's a little scared. She is. A little scared, but she just goes back to bed. In the jail, we see that Father Moore is sleeping, and we hear a voice whispering. Do you want to do it? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I hate it. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you, what, you know what's funny is when I was writing out something for the bonus, I started counting. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six. And oh, I just started shit. laughing because I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> so he wakes up. He looks around. He gets up. He's not seeing anything, and then he sees a dark, fig- like cloaked, cloaked figure. figure. So he starts to pray hard. I don't know what prayer this is because I'm not Catholic, but it's some Catholic I don't prayer. Know, but he's praying real hard. Hard. And then when he looks up again, the it's figure a, is it's gone. gone. So back at the trial, they're all waving on Aaron. They're all kind of like, Ugh, "Where is this bitch?" And she finally shows up. And honestly, she's 17 minutes 17 late. 17 minutes. The judge acts like she's three hours Shit, late. the judge acts like it's the day right? after. I'm like, girl, it's not that serious. But they start, judge, we, got, Judy. we got a new doctor on the stand. This guy looks like a huge douche. Yeah. I hate his face. He's a neurologist, though. And he says Emily died because her body shut down because of the malnutrition and physical trauma. Trauma. He's like, look, some of his injuries were self-inflicted and some were because of the epilepsy. He's like, she was epileptic and psychotic psychotic epileptic disorder yeah she has psychotic epilepsy we see her again the night that she was in class and it's going through like him explaining it over it so it's making it look like she has epilepsy now yeah just like we did before in the dorm room. yes we're seeing it through the eyes of like epilepsy this time and he's like if she had been treated she'd be alive today so mm. so Aaron- also like he's like this is super fucking rare but i've seen it numerous times i'm like have you so is it <laughs> or couldn't be that rare if you've seen it more than once <laughs> i've seen it hundreds of times but it's so super rare aaron gets up to cross-examine him and the doctor says that gambutrol would have controlled emily's symptoms and Aaron's like, but wasn't she taking that shit when she was having all these issues? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, yeah, but it has to build up in her system. Like Wellbutrin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, both of these doctors are so smug. 
She's like, but did you make up psychotic epileptic disorder? Because I've never heard of that before. And he's like, yeah, I coined the term, but it's like a real it's thing. It's a real thing. It's totally Gosh. a real thing. And he's like, look, if it was up to me, I would have tranquilized Emily. I would have force fed her. And then if, you know, the medicine didn't work, I would have given her electric shock therapy. And the jury is kind of like, oh, like wow. This, wow. Is like, <laughs> this guy like, girl, is too much. Girl, calm down, please. And Aaron says, you would do it against her will. And he's like, yeah, I would. If it would have saved her life, I would have done it against her will. And at that point, Ethan Thomas says the people rest and they go to recess until tomorrow morning. Not the fun recess, though. Just like just adjourned, yeah, just adjourned for the not day. Not playing on swings no, and shit. No, not swings and mm-hmm. shit, which would have been a lot cooler, frankly. But Aaron turns to Father Moore and she's like, I'm super sorry. My pa- I had a power outage. And I didn't get a lot of sleep. And he's like, um, you're under attack by those dark forces that I definitely told you about. You didn't listen to me on. <laughs> the demons would like to keep you away from the light. So don't don't let that happen. And she's like, okay, okay bye. Mm, have a good time in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> she turns to her assistant. And she's like, we're getting creamed. We need a doctor to back up our, our case here. And so then him and Aaron are on a fact-finding mission. Yes, they are. They have which a her ship. assistant looks like Lurch from the Adams Family. Look, you know what he's With from? Like a posse. No. He was in 13 Ghosts. He's a lawyer in 13 Ghosts oh. also. He gets killed at the end. So they're digging through a bunch of books, and she's like, we need a medical expert. What about that one we talked about? And he's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. He's busy. Everybody we want is busy. And she says, listen, I'm reading this book by an anthropologist who talks about possession. Like, she studies possession in third world countries. Let's call her. Yeah. Let's, let's get validate this po- possession. She's like, all this time we've been just poking holes in the medical shit. Like, let's substantiate our shit. Let's make our case possession is real. Right. And so that's what they're going to do. That's their new approach. So in court, Erin gets up to do her opening. And she's like, y'all. You know, keep an open mind because this shit's about to get loony yeah. tunes, okay? <laughs> She's like, listen, Emily was for sure possessed. I'm going to prove it. And Ethan is just like, you dumb Yeah, crazy he's bitch. like, what? This bitch is going there? She's, she's, go- she's really going with the possession? He's back, like, oh, like, oh I've I got won. this. I've won. <laughs> he's already popping the champagne. <laughs> so she tells the jury, y'all may not believe in demons and possession. It doesn't matter if you do. You don't have to. She's like, I don't either. Emily believed in them. Father Moore believed in them. And that's all that matters, what their beliefs were. He tried to help her in a different way. They thought this was the yeah. only way. She's like, a few of them little Gamby trolls weren't going to stop this shit. Right. This was serious. This demons was, and shit. Real, demons. Real deal. So we see Emily and she's taking some pills and they're her and Jason are in the dining hall. But she's just sitting there not eating, like pushing her food around on the plate. No, she's like dusty and pale at the same time. She's, she's in a bad way. She already looks like she's seen some shit, yep. you know? And then we, like the silverware, everybody clacking their forks and shit against plates gets really loud. This is my life because I can okay. hear. Okay, come on now. Okay. So now Jason's on the stand and he is telling us that Emily was always hungry, but the demons wouldn't let her eat. And that the sound of like silverware and stuff just really pissed her off. Same sis. Which is actually an actual like diagnosed issue, not demon possession. So No, yeah, I don't I'm not demon possessed. I just I don't think that demons really have an issue with silverware. No. Like what do they know about forks and knives? But he says he walked her back to the dorm and she was scared and shit, so he decided he would stay and hold her in the bed. I'm thinking Jason was trying to get a little something. He's like, I'm going to take this, but I will. No, nothing happens. But no, he's laying there. He's like, I fell asleep and I woke up and she wasn't next to me. We, we're watching this happen too. So we see little Jason wake up and Emily's not there. And then he jumps and sits up and he's all scared, but we don't know what he's seen yet. And then we turn, the camera turns 
And we see Emily on the floor in like the most unnatural position. Contorted as fuck. Just staring at him with those black eyeballs. And I'm like, this is when I would have left. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy as hell. Yes. Because then Can he goes you imagine waking up and seeing that shit? Just, I would be like, oh, oh, oh. Like that head is back to her back, like touching the spine. Now, like, truth be told, I'm going to grab that 3-8 out of my nightstand and pop you one. <laughs> I just can't. All he does is go, Emily. And he climbs down to the floor next to her. And then this bitch just roars. <laughs> right in his face. Rude. Rude. Like right in his face. And he's like, look, I called her dad. And he's like, bring that girl home. And so he did. And now dad's on the stand. And he's like, Emily didn't go back to school after that. She just kept getting worse and worse. And so we called Father Moore in at this point. Because Father Moore is our parish priest. That's how we know him. And Father Moore came to the house. And so dad sent another daughter, Alice, upstairs to check on Emily and see if she's awake. (laughs) (laughs) She awake, okay? She she real awake. (laughs) Alice creeps kind of hesitantly. I'm Alice. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, this She's is your weird. daughter, so you go check on her. She's all creepy now. I don't want to be near her. <laughs> but Alice, like, knock, knock, Emily. Emily. Hey, girl. And she opens it. We can hear Emily in there, like, grunting and making weird noises. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. I hate it. I just like your parents, like, hey, can you go check on your position? I'd be like, brother? Uh, like uh, oh, I'm not doing uh, it. Uh, so Alice walks in and Emily, we can hear her saying bits and pieces of the Lord's Prayer. But she's also like crouched on the ground with this big collection of bugs. Yeah, like spiders. And roaches and yeah. all kinds of bugs. I'm like, where did you get these? I don't know. There's so many. Like, do they just come to you because you're a demon now? But she's got a whole pile and it's a no for me. But Alice screams and Emily turns around. She looks at her and then she screams <sighs> in her face. Right back in. She, she's like loves to scream in people's faces. The screaming is intense. Intense. And then she eats one. She's eating the spiders and stuff too. Like, ugh. And then she jumps up and she starts scratching Scratching the wall. And she's jumping up and down. This is like mosh pitting around the room. It's It's intense. It's a lot. So Father Moore and Dad run in the room and... Emily is like screaming and pulling her hair yeah, out. Yeah, pulling her hair out. They wrestle her ass to the ground. Well, she's strong. She's like flinging around, panting again. <laughs> like, then she gets that demon voice happening, which I think is Latin again. And she gets into this weird, like, locked position. Yeah, full on rigor mortis now. Right? I'm like, like eh. did you die? What happened? <laughs> she's like, she pops, locked, and stayed. Stiff as a board here. And Father Moore is like, okay, let's get her up. And they lift her up, and then they just stand her up and kind of leave her there, <laughs> like a statue in the room. <laughs> and they stand her up and she looks at Father Moore and she says, I'm pretty sure this is in Latin, she says, I am the one who dwells within. And I'm like, cool. Okay. okay. And he replies to her in the same language, so he understands. He and he's like, I am the one who comes in his name. Okay. I'm like, okay, we have the fight. <laughs> it's on. And she's like, you think you can force me out, bitch? Bro, she's like, cast me out? Try. I dare you. Yeah, that's... Non patas me expellere sacerdos. Tenter. Ego te provoco. 
good exactly luck. Exactly, she's gonna try it. Yeah. Mm. And then we hear this loud crack, like she broke a bone, and she just collapses onto the ground. And they turn her over, and she scratches Father Moore, like in the face. Yes. And then he just leaves. <laughs> He's like, "All right, I'm done here. All right, it's too this much. It's too much for me." She's clearly crazy. And this part is funny. So he walks out the door and we see Emily standing in like the living room window and then she turns and walks off before he can see her there. And then we hear her playing the theme to the exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Penny, okay, I okay. love it. <laughs> Those demons are petty as hell. <laughs> they really and you know are. they love a choral number. Yes. As we have found out. I mean, come on. So he looks kind of in the window and he's just kind of like, okay, bitch, I see. I see. Alright, cool. Now we're back at trial. And Ethan is cross-examining Dad. And they ask Dad if he's read the DSM, which is like the book of... Like um, diagnostic, like psych- psychological disorders. Uh, psychological does not start with S, but okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's what it stood for. But mm. it's just like pretty much like the book of like psychological... It's a book of yeah. mental ish- disorders, yes. yes. And Dad is like, no, I for sure haven't read that. Ethan starts listing off things that Emily exhibited that are symptoms of psychosis. And the dad is like, okay, well, you know what? We just did what we could. And, like, Emily... Well, first off, like, you know this man has not read the DSM. Right. Like, you can look at him. Right, okay. He's in the plaid shirt. <laughs> he didn't even put a suit and tie on for, no. for trial. Bless him, he's in the plaid shirt. That was he his, seems like a wonderful, like a nice best man. Sunday. That's I'm his sure Sunday's it's a, best. I'm sure it's a pearl snap one, too. It probably is. Dad is just like, look, we did the best we could, and then we just put Emily into his hands. I don't know if he means God or Father more. I really don't know. A little bit of both. Probably both of them. So Erin calls the anthropologist that she was reading the book for, the possession woman. I'm sorry, it's a woman. She calls her to be a witness because they they found her. Yes. Very quickly, I might add. Like, did she live in the city you live in? Apparently. Because it's like the next day. But this doctor is like, I'm pretty sure that Emily was a hypersensitive but just really open to being possessed by mm-hmm. demons you know and they made her look exotic as possible so she's it a looks cool like accent. yeah and like she's mm-hmm. uh yeah you can just tell by ethan's face that he thinks this is a lot of bullshit oh yes for sure he, he just is... literally can't stop rolling his eyes and then he objects and the judge is like okay but why and he's like because it's this is silly, silly. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge is like i need y'all both up here at my desk right now so they go up there and she's like, listen, I'm going to allow this testimony because you got to bring all your all fucking your doctors. Shit. I'm allow this. They're like two kids. Like, mom, tell her she can't use the supernatural right. stuff. She's like, Ethan, you need to shut the fuck up. Ethan, go to your room. Go sit in the corner and listen to this. So then Erin is back and she asks the doctor why Emily's exorcism failed. And the doctor's like, it's because it's of that Gambutrol. Gambutrol locked Emily in the possessed state. This left her unable to respond to the exorcism. And therefore, it directly contributed to her death. That, that shit, it prevented her brain from cutting her off from the possession experience, and it locked it her in the locked, possession. Do you think, like, on the commercial for Game Beatrol, <laughs> that was one of their side effects? Hey, may, may cause dizziness. May lock you into possession. <laughs> Talk to your doctor to see if Game Beatrol is right for you. <laughs> so... After that day of trial, Erin is sitting, or I don't know, it's later. She's sitting on the bench outside. And her little assistant runs up and he's like, oh my God, we have a doctor who is an eyewitness to the exorcism and he wants to he testify. Wants to. And she's like, okay, like, what are you what? talking about? A doctor? And so she runs off to talk to Father Moore about this doctor. His name is Dr. Dr. Cartwright. Cartwright. And Father Moore is like, yeah, he was for sure there, but he didn't want me to say anything, so I kept the promise. like, you motherfucker, you've been sitting on our ace in the hole. She's real mad. She's so mad. She's like, she's so pissed. 
you could have told me like this will this will make it our case this is what we needed and so she goes to meet with dr cartwright and he's like outside feeding pigeons yes yeah, surrounded by pigeons lots of fucking pigeons and he's like oh hey what's up you're rape prettier than the courtroom drawings on tv mm, okay okay cool. cool icebreaker right so she sits down with him and he's like well you're losing yeah like, I didn't really want to have to participate, but since you fucked it up you and are losing, me. I will testify. I don't want Father Moore to go to jail. So here I be. And he says, Father Moore wanted a medical perspective during the exorcism, so he called me to be there because he's a psychiatrist. He seems very on edge, like jumpy. Yes, you the know? whole time. He's, he's skittish like, as Looking hell. around, like creeped out. And she's like, okay, well, can you help us? And he's like, look. Emily was not medically ill. I've seen those issues. I'm a psychiatrist. She did not have any of that stuff. This wasn't schizophrenia. It wasn't epilepsy. Psychosis. And he's like, if I had known, I would not have been there Mm because it was too wild. She scared me. Had I known this is what I was getting into, I would not have signed up. Not have come. He's like, I have been praying since then because I am freaked out. And he tells her that he examined Emily before he he left after the exorcism. She was lucid. She was aware that she had an entity in her body. And basically, crazy people don't know they're crazy. So therefore, she wasn't crazy. So there's the case. And he says, he'll testify. She's like, great. And then he gives her a tape recorder that Father Moore had given to him to hold on to. And, you know, again, Aaron's like, I mean, come on, Father Moore. Help your goddamn face (laughs) out. Like, God bless. Help me help you, Father Moore. And... It's a recording of the exorcism. And she asked him if Father Moore, you know, asked him to give Emily any medical help. And he's like, yeah, he was always urging her to eat. You know, he asked, he was begging her to stop injuring herself. He was doing what he yeah. could. And he's like, I told him I couldn't help because I'm a psychiatrist, not like a medical doctor. Right. can't help you. So back in the jail, Aaron is with Father Moore. And she's like, look, Dr. Cartwright's going to testify. This is really good news. He doesn't care. He's like, when can I testify? You told me I could <laughs> testify, girl. When can I testify? Oh, gosh. She is like, mm, I lied to you because I definitely didn't want you yeah. to testify. Yeah, no one wants you to do that. And he turns to her and he's like, look, have you thought about the demonic forces that I definitely told you about? She's like, here we go again. She's like, yeah, actually I have. And then she tells him that this one afternoon, after I guess one of the prosecution witnesses mm-hmm. were testifying. After they She went for a little walk and she's in a real cute white coat she and is. beanie. And I'm like, we haven't seen this on No, Sumble, we haven't, but, but it's cute. And she's walking around, she's thinking about like demons and do they exist and demon shit. And then she just happens to find this cute little necklace, like a locket on the sidewalk. And it happens to have her exact initials on it. ECB. And she's like, it made me feel like I was on the right path. And he's like, are you wearing it? And she goes, well, no. And he's like, well, you should be. You should wear it. And she tells him that the archdiocese does not want him to testify. But she's like, I've just decided that you're gonna. Yeah. Drew find you sincere and credible. Yes. She's like, they're going to believe you. You're going to walk out of there a free man and everybody will thank me. Mostly it's about her. It's, yeah. And I'm going to be partner. <laughs> so that night she's asleep in bed. It's 3 a.m. again. And she suddenly wakes up and she hears like talking, whispering. And then she hears screaming. So she goes out into the living room and that fucking tape recorder's playing. It's playing the screaming from the exorcism. It's been turned on. So she just kind of turns it off and she's like, God help. <laughs> so at court the next day father moore's on the stand y'all we're about to get the exorcism yes, finally we are finally like an hour and a half into the movie we're gonna get the exorcism finally and he tells aaron he got the approval to do the exorcism on october 27th 
And then he went home. He was going to study that ritual, make sure he knows what he's yes. doing. He's going to casually brush up on some exorcisms. Right. No big deal. No Let big me just deal. get this ritual back in my mind. We definitely studied it in preschool, but I just want to refresh. But I haven't done one in a really long time. It's been a minute. So he falls asleep. He wakes up. It's 3 a.m. And he's like, 3 a.m. is a way for demons to mock the Holy Trinity because it's an inversion of 3 p.m., yeah. which is the miracle hour, yes. which so is like, I guess, when they say Jesus rose, I think, again. I don't know. Or died. I don't know. 3 a.m. is the demonic witching hour. Mm-hmm. Aaron looks a little taken aback. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, shit. I've been waking up at 3 a.m. every night. Right. And see, he says, okay, so I woke up. I thought I smelled something burning. And he left. He walked out of his room. He gets like a little fire extinguisher. He's walking around looking for a fire, but there isn't any. It's thundering again and raining. Again. And he goes out in the hall, and he doesn't see anything. And then he starts to get dizzy. And he's like a little dizzy. And then he sees... He goes to the stairs, and he sees the stained glass starts, like, bleeding. And he drops that fire extinguisher because now he's like, no, he's scared. Demon time. So he starts praying. In the picture on the wall, we see a dark figure, a cloaked figure appear. And so then he just takes off running. Yeah, and it's like Blair Witch style. Or it's like like a camera close-up. He's he's out. It's weird camera because we haven't had this camera action the whole time. At all. And now we get this weird, I don't like it. Now he's all up in our face. It's like we're back in that fear, MTV's fear. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. And he runs outside into the rain and he falls down to his knees and he looks up and he sees the cloaked figure in the distance. And it kind of gives him a little, hey girl. What's that? Little head bob. And back in court, Ethan's like, so what was the nod all about? And Father Moore's like, I mean, I think it was a gesture, like an acknowledgement, like the game, game is on. on. Mother <laughs> Ethan's <bleeper>. just like, <laughs> okay, you're stupid. <laughs> you're God's gunslinger. Yeah. He's like, so was that figure the devil? And Father Moore's like, I think it was a demonic force. And it scared the hell out of me, honestly. And Ethan says, have you seen the figure since? And Father Moore's like, Every day. Yeah, all the time. Like, literally every second. Like, it's next to you right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, Erin's like, I gotta talk to him again. And she comes up and she brings up the tape recorder. So, now it's exorcism time, baby. He's like, okay, I decide to do it on Halloween because, you know... You know, it's a little more atmospheric, right? Fun. A little bail, like the spirit wall. A little thinner. Yeah, it's a little thinner, so. He's like, okay, I recorded the ritual. Here, you know, here's the recording. Ethan would like to object. Now, he's like, I didn't hear about this tape until last night, so I don't feel like it could be evidence. I didn't have it till last night either. She's like, I gave you the fucking transcripts. Sit your ass down. Mm -hmm. And the the judge judge allows it. She's like, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm in the jury like, Ooh. I know, I'm like, we gonna get it. Here we go, here we go. This is gonna be the good shit. So he plays the tape. And here we are. This is the, the this is climax it. of the movie. Okay, we're in Emily's room. We got Emily on the bed looking catatonic. Yes. We got Father Moore. We got Jason, Dad, and Dr. Cartwright. Those are the people in the room, the five folks. She's in bed and Father Moore's like, okay, y'all can say the rosary or any little private prayer you want to do unless I need you to respond to me. In which case, I need you to respond. But don't talk to her. Don't talk to don't it. Don't talk to it. Don't ask it any questions. And Jason's like, it? And Father Moore says, we won't be dealing with Emily tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> ominous. And I'm like, okay. I mean, like, Jason, did you not get that before you were in this room? Jason, he told you we're doing an exorcism. <laughs> Come on, babe. Like, he's so dumb. Oh, poor little baby. He's, he's cute, but he's dumb. So then Emily's... Right on cue. She starts with this laugh. Can you do it? It's so weird and creepy. <laughs> I can't. It's like, 
but it's like, aha, you it's, right. It's like it's showtime. <laughs> I can't do it. It's weird. Yeah, but her mouth isn't moving. It's just the sound coming out. And Father Morris like tie her up. So they tie her wrist to the bedpost. And now she's panting again. Yeah, like her chest is puffing like Nick Jonas. Right? Like it's like all oh, puffing her like chest. <laughs> right? And Father Moore starts praying. She's panting. He then starts splashing her with holy water. And she sits up and she leans forward as long as like as far as her restraints will restraints allow. will allow her. Downstairs, we see the rest of the fam kind of huddled up. All on the, the women couch. folk. Yeah, because it's the mom and the daughters. Yeah. And we see a crucifix on the wall fall and turn upside down, which is demon, as we know, demon stuff. Mm-hmm. Back in the room, they're all praying. They start on the Lord's Prayer, and Emily pops her eyeballs open, and they black. <laughs> black. So she rips one of her hands out of the ties, and she slaps her dad. Bitch slaps him. Like hard. He, fall, yeah. he goes down. And she's speaking in German now, and she's yelling at him about dolls and crosses and shit. Right. Like and how they can't can save, save your little girl. Yeah. And then she hits his ass again and throws the doll at the door. And it kind of pops open a little bit and some kitty cats pop in. They're like, what's happening? What's going on? Like and six out of the 13 <laughs> right. come into the room. So they get to the part in the Lord's Prayer about lead us not into temptation. And the next line is, but deliver us from evil. And Emily decides she's going to join in. Mm-hmm. So she screams at it Father more. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil! It's loud. And Father Moore wants to know who the demon is. This seems to be a theme in all exorcisms. They want the demon to name itself. The lights go out in the room and then all the cats come in. And Emily's like, again, I am the one who dwells within in Latin. And he responds in Latin. He's like, identify yourself. I need to know who you are. And she starts with the counting Counting again. again. One, two, three, four, five, six. And she's jumping and like being weird. Yes, yes. Trick or treat, I give you treats and tricks. One, two, three, four, five, six. And he turns and he sees all the cats. He's like, ew. And then one jumps on him. And then he falls down. So the men all rush to him like, it's a cat. He's He's not injured. But they all rush like he just got beaten up by this cat. And in the meantime, Emily rips her other hand free and then just vaults out the yep, window. She it's just a second story window. Full on Tommen out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no balcony here. She full on goes out the window and runs to the barn. Across the lawn. <laughs> she runs into the barn. So they all rush down the stairs and go after her. And at this point, Alice follows them out. Because she's like, Emily! Bitch, we're not dealing with Emily tonight. How many times do we have to tell her? Don't go. It's not not a good idea, girl. You don't want to see what's about to happen to your sister. So in the barn, Emily is again writhing around on the ground. She's in a gown, too. I just want to point out. Yes. Spends most of this movie in a nightgown. So she's writhing around. Her dad gets up to her and he's like, she's burning she's up. So hot, she's super father. hot. And Father Moore tells dad and Jason to hold her. And Alice comes in. They're all in the barn now. And it's, Emily is screaming. It's crazy. Like, Emily! <laughs> There's a lot. She's I'm, wailing, black eyes, stink face. Look, I'm surprised she didn't blow out her vocal cords doing this this performance. Like, Same. It's intense. 
the horse there's horses in the barn they don't like this shit no, they're like the girl doors I don't like are it. opening she's growling yeah she's making faces i mean the wind is going it's a hurricane in there her heart rate's jacked like, up thunder lightning rain it's a whole situation rats and spiders and snakes a snake falls on Father Moore, but he keeps going. He cannot yeah. be stopped. And he presses across to Emily's chest, and oh, it kind of sticks and yeah. burns her. And she starts screaming. She ape shit. Thrashing around, losing her shit. The doctor is kind of holding her, you know, trying to help her. And she grabs his throat, trying to choke him. And Father Moore tells her to release him in the name of Jesus. But she, so she does. She does. She's like, okay, girl, okay. I will. All right, all right. So then he's like, I, he yells at her to tell him her name. And she starts <laughs> with the counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, one. You know, again. Again with the counting. And she tries to kind of hit him, but he's like, not today. He backs up. And he's like, I command you to give me your name, demon. And then she starts screaming. Names! 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 Very good. But it's like... It's loud. It, I thought that this was the like the beginning like of a badass metal song. Like I was ready. <laughs> yeah, she screams names and then she counts to six again. And it he's like, name. Cool, can you tell me your six <laughs> names? Clearly there's six of y'all. And then this bitch tells him. She does. She's like, Cool, I will tell you. You and she says, We are the ones who dwell within. And this is demon voice to the max. Yeah, it is. It's like three voices in one, kind of. And then speaking in Hebrew, she says, I am the one who dwelt with Cain. And then in a different language, she, I think it's Latin, she says, I am the one who dwelt with Nero. And then in Greek, she says, I am the one who dwelt with Judas. Mm-hmm. And then in German, she says, and I was with Legion. And then in the, I think this is Aramaic, she says, I am, I don't know, this, this, this is some demon, Belial, maybe. And then she hisses at him like she a snake. And then the lights go out. And we see her face is like really dark, but her eyes are all black and shiny like a demon. Uh-huh. And then she says, in English... And I am Lucifer. I am Lucifer. The devil in the flesh. <laughs> Ancient serpents. Depart from this servant of God. Tell me your six names. We are the ones who dwell within. Only you shall show him. But There's a lot going on within her. There's several people in there. But is there a Lucifer? Like, shit. Does he have time for this? (laughs) Like, isn't he busy with shit? Isn't all these demons, but you also got a show? Right. It could have just been you. This Podog Town? Like, isn't you enough? So at this point, the horses are like, I'm not feeling this (laughs) vibe. It's not my, my place. And one breaks out of its stall. And Emily is again with the screaming. Just the screaming. Dad runs and tries to calm the horse, but it kicks him in the face or something, and he falls. Jason runs over there, and Father Moore is like, uh, Doctor, can you help him? Because Dr. Cartwright is frozen He's, in terror. Yeah, I mean, as I don't blame be. him. I would be frozen in terror as well. And the other horses, then they escape, and so then Father Moore leaves Emily and goes to the dad, and Emily kind of falls down as soon as he walks off. She's crashes. Because if he's not paying attention to her, the demons are just like, I'm done here. And they now, don't have an audience. They don't have a they, show. They need a show. 
And so now Father Moore says in court, he says, after the exorcist, after this, we had to stop the exorcism and we took Emily back to her room and she just kept being violent toward herself and she toward other others. She tried to bite holes in the wall and that's why some of her teeth are fucking gone. And, you know, it just didn't go good. And I wanted to do another exorcism, but she was like, nah, no, thank you. You have to have consent. Yeah, and he he's like, I encouraged her to eat, but she it was like she couldn't keep it down. He's like, I encouraged her to continue with her medical care. And he's like, I did tell her to stop with the Gambutrol, but she was on that shit during the exorcism. Like, so, yeah, mm. so clearly <laughs> wasn't working. And he says, after the exorcism, Emily told me that the drugs were not helping her. So that's when I told her to stop taking them then. Yeah. Because she was definitely She not. wanted to do it like on faith alone. Which I'm like, girl, that's girl, never a good idea. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> It's never going to work. And Aaron asked if the dual voices they hear on the tape both came from Emily at the same time. And he's like, yes, I haven't tampered with the tape. This is how it sounds. So now Ethan. And she like walks away from that like, bam, smoke. mic drop. Yes. Like, yeah, you probably need a little more than that. It's yeah. just like the priest's like, no, I didn't touch it. <laughs> okay. Because right. Ethan gets up and then blows this shit yep. apart in less than five minutes. Like, it's real quick. And he's like, okay, let's talk about those possession signs. The language languages she couldldn't possibly have known, right? So he taught he's like, so Emily went to catechism school and she studied ancient Greek, Hebrew, and Latin. She could have possibly taken Aramaic too. It was an elective there. And Father Morris like, I mean, okay, I maybe, guess, maybe. I guess. And he's like, and in high school she took German as her language, you know, elective. So that covers all that, that covers all the languages on the tape, right? We're good here. And he's like, also, were you aware that some Tibetan monks have learned to activate their dual set of vocal cords to chant and stuff? And Father Morris like, I was not aware of that. So Ethan has just literally yeah, the demolished water. their whole case and father moore says listen she wasn't psychotic okay and then ethan gets real rude he's like where's your dark figure father is he here now can you see him do i look like him am i him and the judge is like can you please calm, calm your tits down. Like, he just got so excited because he knows he's about to win mm-hmm. and then father moore steps down so Erin gets told by her little assistant that Dr. Cartwright is not, in fact, there. So she asks for a recess. The judge is kind of like, I don't want to give it to you, but I'm going to allow it. Because you already made me wait 17 minutes previously. this was Cray, so we're going to take a break for a moment. (laughs) Let's adjourn. And Erin goes, walks off like she's going to, I don't know what she's doing. Walking off, going to try and find him. But she happens to see him outside. I don't know, are they in the loading dock? It's a weird area. It is. And she's like, I mean, the fuck, where have you been? (laughs) And he says, listen. He's looking um, disheveled and skittish. More real, skittish. Real skittish. He's like, I'm so super sorry about this, mm, but I cannot. Can't do it. I cannot super testify. Super sorry, though. I definitely know if demons are real and shit, but like, I can't come. Sorry about you. And he kind of looks over her shoulder and then he gasps. And so she turns like, Is, who's behind what, what, me? What, what, what? And she looks and nobody's there. And then he gets hit by a car and he's dead. He gone. R.I.P. <laughs> So she's in her office later that night and she's drinking because yeah she's not she's bypassed the martini and listen it's, like it's been a scotch. rough day carl walks in and he's like are you drunk and she's she goes not Working yet on it. <laughs> so then he 
just rails at her about you shouldn't have let father more testify it's a freak show in the courtroom yeah and she says listen i had a doctor who was going to corroborate all of this shit but he got killed today yeah. what do you want me to do she says i can put father more back on the stand and, and carl's like girl no as a matter of fact no and she goes okay well i can put the family back on the stand and he's like girl no they will look like, <laughs> like superstitious rubes family no which is he's not wrong he's not wrong at all and he says listen i will fire your ass if you put father more back on that stand are we clear and then he leaves and she cries she cries i would cry too I would he's cry mean too. to her <laughs> so she's back at the jail visiting father more and she tells him that dr cartwright is dead and he's upset and she says <laughs> and also we lost we're losing we're, we're definitely we're lost going this. to lose this case she's and like going to prison without so. him we don't have a case basically it's over and he says, no, we got to tell Emily's story. You got to put me back on the stand. Oh, my God. And she says, I cannot put your ass back on the stand. And then he hands her a letter. He's like, Emily wrote, Emily loves a letter, man. She does. He's like, Emily wrote me a letter. I need you to read it. And then you decide what you want to do. So at home that night, she reads the letter. Her hair looks like a wig in this one. It does. I noticed it. One little clip. Yeah. I'm like, did she go into a different movie and then they come back and reshoot this? I'm not sure, but apparently they had to get a little wig. Just this one section. one scene. Mm -hmm. So the next day at court, she has on the locket necklace. And she turns and she looks behind her and Carl is in the courtroom sitting there. He's going to over make sure that things are going right. right. Like, what are you going to do, Carl? You're in the audience. So she does, she turns and she calls Father Moore back to the stand and Carl storms out. <laughs> He's, He's like, you silly bitch. So she hands Father Moore the leather as he walks up and he says that the last time he saw Emily was the night before she died when she gave him this leather. And she wrote it after the exorcism and she wanted him to share it. And he believes that one day Emily will be recognized as a saint. I'm like, okay. Really? Patron saint of death metal? <laughs> right? Like, of what? Screaming? And Aaron says, why did God allow this to happen to Emily? And he's like, I can let Emily let me answer. Tell you. So her letter is like, basically, after the exorcism, I woke up because I heard this voice calling my little name and I went outside and it's all foggy and shit. Like, real Super fog. Super foggy. The foggiest sky you've ever seen. So she walks out into like a field, but there's snow on the ground, but she's barefoot and shit, but okay. And this tree, just lonely tree by itself, <laughs> looking like the tree Judas hung himself from. Like, it's, yeah, cool. And she falls down to the ground and then she kind of like has a vision. Mm-hmm. So she is okay. now standing there looking normal, like clean and not yeah, all like fucked an up. body experience. She sees herself on the ground. Yes. And she hears a voice and it's Mary, the mother of God. And she tells Emily, look, we're kind of aware of what's happening. So sorry about it. Sorry, girl. I can't help you, though. Also, these demons are going to stay. They're not going anywhere. And you can come with me. We'll just head on up to heaven right now. Or you can stay here in your body and really just endure yeah, just the bullshit. Them demons. It's going to be real rough though. Yeah. Like she's like, you're definitely going to suffer. It's not going to be cute. <laughs> but you know, through you, many people will realize that the spirit realm is real. And Emily's like, I'll stay. Shit. Doesn't even think about no, it. No, I would like, stay. all right, well, I guess where are we going, Let's girl? Go. Where are we going? <laughs> is it time? Come on, Mary. Let's kiki. <laughs> So she gets kind of pushed back into her body and she gets up and then we see that she has stigmata. She has the hand injuries. Yes. And she ends the letter with, people say God is dead, but how can they think that if I show them the devil? And I'm like, cool, Emily. Okay, you cute. Emily. So Father Moore is crying as he finishes this letter. He's real emotion. And Emily says, okay, did you see the stigmata? And he's like, I definitely saw it. And he believes that Emily accepted her fate. And then Aaron's like, she kind of whispers, did you have anything, anything else you want to add? And he's like, no. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> so she rests her case. 
Ethan gives his closing statement. He's basically just like, Father Moore is a crazy lunatic. He killed this poor girl. And then Aaron gets up and she gives hers. And her whole thing is like, is it possible that she was possessed? Okay, it's Maybe. possible. Find him not guilty. Re- reasonable doubt. She's really honing in. Like, But she's could? not wrong. No, she's not. There is, I mean, I feel like there kind of was enough reasonable doubt so in this too. case. But the jury goes off to deliberate. And then we see them come. We don't really see. We see them come back in yeah. basically right I'm away. like, finally. They've reached a verdict. Finally. We're closing in on the end. And they straight up find him guilty of negligent <laughs> homicide. Yeah. And the judge is like, cool, we're going to sentence you in April. And Aaron's like, no, no, he would like to be sentenced now. Right now. Immediately. And the judge says, okay, Father Moore, do you understand your sentence and the gravity of your sentence? And he's like, I definitely do. And she says, do you want to say anything to me before I sentence you? And he's like, I sure don't. Nope. Okay. But then the forewoman of the jury stands up and she's like, excuse me, judge, oh, can we make a little wreck? We'd like to make a recommendation. And Ethan is like, I object. He's so salty. He's so mad. The judge says, listen, it's just a recommendation. I need you to calm your tits. I don't have to take it. Sit the fuck down. And they recommend a sentence of time served. And the judge is like, I'll accept, I'll accept that. that. I'll take it. <laughs> and she turns to Father Moore and she goes, Father Moore, you're guilty. And you're free, you're free to, to go. go. And Aaron and Father Moore are shocked as fuck. They are. Like, really Taken aback. Aaron is in like complete disbelief. And he says to her, thank you. And she gives him a hug. And at first he's like, uh, I don't know um, what to do. Okay. And she looks shocked. She leaves the courtroom and she's at the bar again. Cause she got to get that celebration mm-hmm. martini. And Carl comes up and he's like, everybody sees this as a total victory. It's like, yes, girl, we did it. I knew all along. He's like, you know what? My bad. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> so You're not going to be fired. I will make you partner. And she's like, keep it, keep Carl. It. And walks off. Like, what are you going to do, girl? You need a job. Yeah, you do. Are you still going to work there as a junior partner? And you're still a pretty good lawyer. So it's another day now, and we're at Emily's grave. It's Father Moore and Aaron, and it's raining, of course. And Aaron asks him if he's going to return to his parish, and he's like, I can't go back. But So what What are what either? Gonna, what are they doing? I don't know, but they carry the darkness, so apparently they cannot continue with their current occupations. Right. I'm like, cool. And she asked him who picked the verse on Emily's headstone. He's like, I did. I did. She said it to me, you know, before she died. And the verse says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, Emily, I prefer Xanax and boots. Right. It's weird, but okay. Erin gives a little, puts a little flower on her headstone. And then later we see her kind of packing up her case files and shit into a box. And she gets in bed and she had turned her clock away from her. Yes. So she couldn't see the time. Because she didn't want to see that 3 a.m. anymore. <laughs> And she turns it back like, ha, I'm done with this I'm now. Dead. And then she closes her eyes, kind of gets a little smile, and then goes to sleep. And we get some text at the end. There's a lot of text at the there end. There is. I wrote it all down, so don't worry. Of course worry. you did. It says, as Emily predicted, her story affected many people. Emily's gravesite has become an unofficial holy shrine, which continues to draw visitors from all over the world. After the trial, Father Moore went into seclusion, refusing to appeal his guilty conviction and stating, this is a matter for God. Worldly courts cannot pass any judgment on it. Erin Bruner shared her case files with an expert in medical research and anthropology whose further research and published work about the life and death of Emily Rose inspired this film. The end. What? What? The then. Names. One, two, three, four, five, six. What did you think? Oh, gosh. So, um, I did not enjoy this film. At all? And I think it's because I don't typically like 
horror movies that are PG-13. Is because it PG-13? It is. I didn't know. So, notice. like, when they were doing the exorcism and, and all the exorcism movies I've seen, like, the demons are, like, petty and spiteful and cruel and, like, break and crude. up yeah. shit. And I'm like, this demon is, I mean, to be Lucifer, like, they're not even saying, like, let Jesus fuck you or I don't. <laughs> We're not in The Exorcist. I know, but... I actually like this movie better than The Exorcist. Ah! Oh, God! Sorry. Wow. Sorry about you. I saw this movie in the theater with my sister. And in the theater, when you first see it, it's pretty creepy when you go through the exorcism scene. And I remember when when Dr. Cartwright got killed, I was like, oh, shit. Because it came out of nowhere. (laughs) Like, he got hit by that car real quick. I like it. I think it's a fun movie. Are you ready to rate it? Or do you want to share other thoughts? I am good. I just... You're good? I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Let's rate Let's it. Let's rate this. Okie dokie. Are you ready to rate? I guess. That's that's a mouthful. Ready to rate. Ready to rate. Ready to wait. <laughs> All right. So what do we give it for Chucky? Which, as y'all know, jump scares. I gave it a two. There's a few, but not a lot. Yeah, like I gave it a 1.5. Okay, we're close. Yeah, we're close. Freddy for mind fuckery. I gave it a two. I I gave it a two. (laughs) I gave it a one. I can never think of the reasons behind all my ratings. I give it a two. (laughs) I was going to say, I I gave it a two. This is why, but I'm like, I don't have a reason. I gave it a two. You gave it a one. I did give it a one. Rude, but okay. (laughs) Leatherface, how gory is it? I gave it a one. I gave it a one too. That's it's not gory really. We see at a all. tiny bit of blood. Just a little bit. And then we've got Hannibal. How smart is this? I gave it a one. I gave it a one too. It's you see everything coming. I mean, it's an exorcism within movie. a mile. We're gonna yeah. see an exorcism. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. It's like they tell us right in the, the title exorcism says exorcism Emily Rose. Right. Emily right. Rose gonna get exercised. Right. I mean, we know what's happening. So the uh pennywise, our overall feelings on the movie. Like, I gave it a four point five. Oh my god. I like god. this movie. Four and a half. I like this movie. I'm sorry. I gave it a two. I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> I like this movie. I am not ashamed. Own it, girl. <laughs> so my total is 10.5 out of 25. My total is six and a half. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe one extra point for Emily's names. Names! So what are we doing? Quit eating popcorn while we're recording. What are we doing next week? Can you talk and chew at the same time? In the spirit of Christmas, yes, we are going to do Krampus. Krampus. I've wanted to see Have it you, for a while. No, it, right? I haven't seen it. I've, I've wanted seen to it for so long. I've seen it maybe twice. It's weird. It's super weird. It's had a pretty but high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so pretty I'm good. Forward like to it's it. pretty good, but it's real weird. Like there's. You see, like, little gingerbread men, like, trying to kill people. Like, it's weird, yes. you know? Like, But it's fun. It's I'm here for movie. it. I'm here for it, too. It's Christmas. we got to celebrate right. the holidays, right? Of course. All right. Y'all can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Room 237, the podcast. We're on Twitter at Room 237, the pod C1. Or you can send us an old-fashioned email at room237 at gmail.com. No. What did I say? Room 237, the podcast. <laughs> at room 237, the podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. I had to cut out your giving of the email address last time because you said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Don't forget. All right, guys. Until next time. Have a holly jolly holiday season until <laughs> we'll we talk to you We'll see you with Krampus. Soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.